Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tav. It is episode 14, and we are going back to basically the beginning when I reviewed a Tessa Bailey book, because this is another Tessa Bailey book, because I enjoy her so much. <laughs> she releases books pretty often, and most of the time I do purchase them and I read them because I enjoy how she writes, I enjoy her storytelling, I enjoy the characters in the books, and this is not an exception. Like, I really loved this book, and I've read the second book, and I'm about to read the third book, but this one is only about the first book today, um, and this book is called Fix Her Up, and I believe it was released, Oh maybe this past month, like in January or December. I don't know. It was very recent because I've just barely been seeing it, but I could be completely wrong as well because there is already three books out about it. Um, they are pretty quick reads, about 300 pages each book. So depend on your reading quickness, your reading speed, whether you get it done really quick or not. This book has quite a bit of swearing. The last book I did, The Window, window Shopping, I think it was called, um, that one didn't have as much swearing. Um, this one has quite a bit of swearing, and this one is definitely much spicier. <laughs> like, wow, this is spicy. And the second book to this, um, I can't remember what that's called. I should have wrote it down. Um, it goes along with like the story. It's a different couple, but they're like kind of all included in there, all in that second book as well. That one is even spicier. Like that one I gave like a five on the spicy scale, like five out of five. It was intense. And yes, it is like a married couple, which I don't usually read books that they're already married, but it still was so spicy that I was like, oh my gosh, like what am I reading? And there was a couple parts in this one as well that I really was like, oh my gosh, like should I be skipping over this? Should I be reading this? Like what's happening? Like I, oh man, it was, it was a lot. So this one is definitely like a four and in some parts 4.5 spiciness because there's spice, there's toast, and there's a lot of dirty talk. And I think that was the part that got me the most because I I don't know if it's just like how I was brought up, like how I grew up, but like, oh, that's, it's a lot of dirty words and a lot of dirty phrases. And I just, I, it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, the scenes usually aren't too bad for me. Like I can read them or whatever, but I think I've narrowed it down that it's the dirty talk that I'm like, Oh my gosh, okay, well, let's hurry and let's just speed read through this because this is this is a lot and I don't how, know how I'm feeling. <laughs> so yes, this is definitely a spicy book. Um, I think I would let my sister read this. I would tell her to skip the spicy parts unless she's like really wants to read them. Uh, I would give it uh, definitely no to my mom. Uh, as I was reading this, I was like, immediately, no, immediately, no, like, I cannot let my mom read this, because I do not want her to know the level of spicy that I read. Uh, she would definitely like try and cast devils out of me uh, if she were to read this book, or even like a couple sentences of what is pertaining in this book. Uh, yeah, so definitely no on my mom. Um, but it is a good story. But yes, no. No, 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 no. 
Um, this is like a, a two-point view. I don't even know if that's what it's called. Um, but you see it from the girl's point of view and the guy's point of view. So that's what I mean with like a two-point view or two-view point. I don't, I don't really know. Um, but it does go back and forth. And I actually enjoy it because you are able to see the internal struggles that they're both going through and how they feel in their life and how they come together. And again, I usually don't like the two points of view. I usually just like the girl's point of view because I relate to it more. But some situations I do enjoy like both of their views. So let's get right into the book. Let's introduce the characters. Um, so Georgie, she is the main character, um, the main girl, female. And Travis is the main male character. So like her love interest. Georgie has two siblings. She's the youngest child and we'll learn all about how she feels about being the youngest child. Um, she has, so she has an older brother, Stephen, and we'll learn more about Stephen and his wife, Kristen. And she has an older sister, uh, Georgie has an older sister, Bethany, which will you learn more about Bethany? And we like both of the siblings and they have, Bethany ha is the third book that we read about. Uh, and then we learn about a different couple that's kind of in their lives. And that's the couple that's married, um, that's trying to save their marriage. And they're in the second book, which we like them as well. So uh, Travis is Steven's best friend and they've been best friends since they were kids. So it's that trope where it's like the brother's best friend and he sees her as like the little sister and that trope. But it's, it also has the trope of fake dating as well, which I, I like that they were combined. It kind of kept it lively and changing and it wasn't just a very predictable story. I mean, it was pretty predictable, but this kept it a little bit more not as predictable. So Travis was a baseball player. He was in the major leagues. He had a great like career. And then he got injured, I believe, in his arm. So he got injured. He got taken out. He kept getting traded to different teams. And then finally, he just had to retire. So it's been about a month since he retired. He's wallowing. He's feeling sorry for himself. He really feels like he's worthless. And he had a really bad childhood as well. And so he always wanted to prove his dad wrong. And this just feels like his dad like just shoved him down and was proving him right that he was worthless basically so he's having a really hard time but he moved back to like their hometown and and everyone knows that he's back because it's Travis everyone knows who he is like they followed his career they know everything that's going on they know he's back so they all have been trying to get him like out of the house he just doesn't answer and then finally Georgie goes over because she has had a crush on him her entire life as the trope goes along <laughs> it, it usually happens that way where the little sister has a crush on the best friend so she actually gets a key into his house and she doesn't take any of his crap so she like throws water on him she throws like old food like just anything to get him up out of bed um, because she doesn't want him to wallow anymore and doesn't want him to just throw away his life. And he is so surprised that she's there. He recognizes her, though, uh, because she wears a lot of hand-me-downs. She likes to dress at thrift stores, but it's a very, like, masculine 
style that he's like oh yeah it's my best friend's younger sister like doesn't take her serious and so so she gets him up out of bed gets him showered she leaves and later that day um he actually is like okay I'm gonna go out I'm going to figure out what I want to do with my life like I am going to basically head over to Stephen because Stephen actually um he took over the family business which they flip houses so that's what um Georgie and their parents did was flip houses and then the kids took over it so uh Stephen does the actual flipping like he has his construction crews and Bethany does like the staging so she gets the furniture and styles everything to get everything ready so Travis actually heads over is like walking over to the offices to where Steven is and these girls will like not leave her him alone they like keep following him and that's when like Georgie sees him and is like oh hey Travis like we're gonna be late to your doctor's appointment just completely makes up an excuse for him and he's like oh yeah but the girls know that they're making up an excuse and so they're like whatever and they start like insulting her and and Travis is like okay like let's not do that um so they like walk away and then they walk towards Steven's like apartment or they walk towards Steven's office and they're just talking and everything um so they get into the office and Travis is like, hey, I want a job working with you again. Because when they were younger, he had a job with them during the summers, um, like helping build houses just for like a summer job. Um, And he's like, hey, like I just need something to take up my time until I get on my feet again. Because he has so much money. I mean, he was in the major leagues baseball or whatever. Uh, So he has money. He just wants something to take up his time until he figures out what he really wants to do with his life. So of course, Stephen is like, uh, yeah, Georgie tries to chime in a couple of things. And Stephen says like, oh, leave it to the adults, like basically a, a comment like that. And Travis immediately doesn't like that. Like, he knows it bothers her. And he doesn't like it either. Because he's like, obviously, she's not a child anymore. Like, like what's happening? Um, and she actually invites them all to brunch on, on Saturday. They're like, okay, yeah, 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 sure. The next day is Saturday. She has gotten this big brunch ready and no one shows up. And she texts her whole family because she, she invited them and they're all like, wait, what? What brunch? And she's like, don't worry about it. But Travis actually does show up and it's very cute. And he's like, I've been eating from takeout for over a month. Like, I just need some home cooked meals. So she's like, OK. Uh, so they eat. They kind of talk a little bit. It was a very quick visit. Um, and he asks her about her house because she just moved in four months ago, I want to say, to her own house. And it needs to be fixed up, of course. And so he asks her, like, hey, what would you fix up about this house? And uh, she tells him her fireplace. And he's like, okay, I can do that. Like, I can fix your fireplace. Like, I can come back on, like, Tuesday and fix your fireplace. Or, like, at least get measurements and and start, like, plans and things like that. She's like, great. I love that. Next day, and she shows up to his house uh, with groceries. And she's like you don't want to eat takeout, I'll make you dinner. And she also like forces him to clean his place, just kind of like whips him into shape. Like you need to clean this, we need to make this dinner, like we need to do this. And um, at one point, he actually calls her baby girl, which I don't know how you guys feel about 
terms of endearment. I think I've talked about this before on one of the podcasts, uh, but my husband and I don't use terms of endearment. Um, if we do, I call him like honey, but it's very like flea, like, oh, hey, honey, or like, hey, honey, like not very often do I call him that. And he doesn't call me anything. Um, we like joke about different names and, and like what we see in the movies. Like I think it's Hot Rod where he's like, babe, babe, babe. Like we do that sometimes. But other than that, we don't call each other any like terms of endearment. I just have never liked it. I think in past relationships, I have done that like babe and all that stuff. But for some reason, I just, I've never really liked it. And so when my husband and I started dating, I just, I didn't do it and he didn't do it either. And we just kind of went from there. Um, But people around me, of course, use terms of endearment for their significant other, which I'm fine with. So when I read books and there are, there is like a term of endearment, I kind of like, I don't know, I just kind of smile and it just kind of like, ooh, like, I don't know, it's a weird feeling, but especially like baby girl, like, I don't know, I just like that. Um, I like reading that. Um, I don't think I would like that very much if my husband called me that. I would be like, <laughs> gross, like, why are you calling me that? I would be very weirded out. Um, but in terms of this book, I really enjoyed it, and it was a nice surprise. And it also surprised Travis, too. He was like, why did I just call her that? Like, what's happening? And then he asked her more about what she does, and we haven't talked about what she does yet. So it's kind of, I don't know how to think about it. And I think it was playing on the movie It because Georgie is a clown. Uh, She's a professional clown and she loves kids. She loves performing. She loves making them happy. And she one day wants to have like her own entertainment business. But for now, like she does like birthday parties, different type of parties, but she's a clown which if you have seen the movie It, which I haven't, I hate scary movies, like, oh, I can't even, like, think about them, but I I asked my husband, because I, I wasn't for sure, but Georgie is the name of the kid um, that gets eaten by the clown at the very beginning of the movie, so I want to say that Tessa has a sense of humor. I mean, I know she does, because these books are very funny, and they have a lot of witty banter, and I love the conversations in all of these books, but I think she put that in there for a reason, (laughs) that Georgie is a clown, like a professional clown. And I want to say I've never read a book that had a professional clown. So it was very interesting. She talks to Travis about being a clown and having her parental disapproval, like her parents being really disapproving of it and not taking her serious. And she's the youngest child. And she just has a really hard time with it. So she kind of talks to Travis about it, Um, but not too much. Like, um, it's a pretty quick visit, but they get to know each other more, which is really nice. The next day, um, we go to the work site with Travis. Um, It's from his point of view. And he is, like, um, talking to Stephen about, like, different things. And that's when we meet Dominic. And he is one of the workers there. Him and Rosie. So they're the ones that are married. They're 
that's what the second book is around is Dominic and Rosie and they have been high school sweethearts and then he went off to Afghanistan came back and their relationship has kind of changed and it's it's a very interesting book like the second one Uh, but yes it is extremely spicy and I give caution to anyone who wants to read it Um, but it is a very good book and I actually learned a lot because they go through therapy like marriage therapy together and I honestly learned quite a few things from that I knew about love languages and I knew about that but just um, how things were more explained in that book while they were in therapy it just like opened my mind even more so Um, but we meet them and the reason why I'm talking about her is because Uh, While Travis and Steven are talking about, I don't know, work things, they decide that they're going to go to the bar afterwards. They invite Dominic and he's like, yeah, Rosie's actually going to Steven's wife's Zumba class. And that's where Bethany and Georgie are going as well. So the three guys go to the bar and then the three girls go to Zumba go to Kristen, who is Stephen's wife, goes to her Zuma class. While Travis is at the bar, he's like, oh, hey, what day is it? And Dominic says Tuesday. And he feels terrible because he realized that he completely missed going over to Georgie's house to measure the fireplace. He didn't text her. He just, he didn't remember. And he feels pretty bad about it. Then he's talking to Stephen a little bit more. um, And he gets a phone call which it's his agent, and he learns that he is on the list uh, to become an announcer for one of the baseball teams. Uh, I think, like, n- one of the New York baseball teams or something. It's like a fake team. Um, I mean, in the story, not like it's not a real-life team. But he he learns that he's on this list, and so um, he's really excited about it. He's He thinks about it. Um, but they also said, like, hey, it's a family network. Like, you got to kind of fix your image a little bit because he's always been like a playboy we also learned that people call him two bats uh which (laughs) if you think about it you can probably get why he's called two bats I mean he has one bat that he hits the ball and then um you if you can see I'm like pointing down um he has another bat uh so they call him two bats and so he doesn't have like the best reputation um so he has to like kind of fix that up to be able to really get this job um so then we go over to the Zumba class and it's the three girls and Kristen still isn't there um so Georgie and Bethany have never really been close because her siblings do think of her as the youngest child doesn't take her seriously so her and Bethany actually have a really good heart to heart and Rosie walks in and they're like oh hey yeah join us um so they have a really good heart to heart um and they kind of talk about like their relationships all of them Bethany's not really in a relationship she kind of wants to swear off all men and um so they talk about like yeah, we need to have like a little club where we can meet together either once a week, every couple of weeks, whatever we feel like to basically like support each other, liberate each other, like encourage each other. Like we need something because these men just isn't, they're not doing it for us. So we need something. And they're like, okay, that's great. So Georgie, she's funny and she's witty and she's like, hey, let's come up with a name Let's call it the Just Us League. (laughs) So it's the word just and then us league, like the Justice League. Anyways, really funny. And they kind of talk about what 
their goals are of like why they want to start the club, like what they want to encourage each other to do. And Georgie will really wants to have people take her more serious and create this whole entertainment business. So she wants to bring like other performers into like her entertainment company and just be taken more serious. Um, and Bethany really wants to flip her own houses. So she asked Stephen. Um, if she can help flip houses instead of just like style them. And he immediately said, no, like he's the older brother, like blah, blah, blah. Um, so she's like, I really want to do this. I really want to try it, like try and flip these houses. Like this is my goal. And Rosie wants to open a restaurant. Um, so she is from Argentina, I believe, or her mom is from Argentina. And so Rosie is a very, very good cook. And she really wants to open a restaurant, um, but currently her and Dominic have kind of a bad, I mean, it's a relationship where there's a lot of sexual tension, but they just don't communicate at all. And they basically feel like they're not married. So that's kind of like a premises. And so she's like nervous to talk to him about her idea. And so she loves this little group already because they encourage each other. Um, it then goes to the next day when they have their first meeting, like their first little club meeting. And, um, they talk about like one good thing that happened to them and one bad thing that happened to them. Um, and I'm guessing that that's kind of the agenda that they go off of every time that they meet. Uh, so later that day, I want to say, Georgie's like, okay, I'm going to take this fireplace business, like, into my own hands. Like, I'm going to do this. Um, so yes, it is Wednesday, the day after Tuesday, obviously. And she, um, she gets a haircut and she actually calls a contractor to come over and do her fireplace or at least get measurements because she's like, I don't want to wait for Travis. I don't feel like I have to wait for Travis. And so she does that and the, the contractor guy is there and then Travis actually shows up and he's like, I'm so sorry. Like I had all these things happen. Like I'm really sorry. And she's like, no, it's fine. Like I took care of it. Like I have a guy here and you don't have to worry. Like I'm leaving, letting you off the hook. Like you don't have to worry about it. And he's kind of like upset about it because he's like, wait, no, like I want to do this. I'm really sorry. Like he gives her a hug. Like he is very much like, uh, what's happening like he becomes jealous because um there's this guy here and he realizes like this guy is single Georgie tells him like you probably need to go like uh, you're not going to do this fireplace Travis goes back to his car and he kind of like watches through the window a little bit and he can tell that this guy is asking Georgie out and Travis doesn't like that then the next day Georgie's like okay, I have a lunch date today with the contractor guy. I'm going to go and get new clothes. Like, I deserve this. Like, I want to do this. So she goes into this boutique. This lady helps her get all of these clothes and just looks bomb. Um, and Georgie, like, walks out afterwards. She's wearing one of the outfits and walking towards her car, and there comes Travis. And he's like, whoa, 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 like, is this Georgia? Like, what? Like, what's happening? So he's like, very like, okay, girl, like, I see you. Tells her like, let me do the fireplace. Like, please let me do the fireplace. And she keeps telling him like, no, I'm going to do this. And so he like helps her into the car, like puts her bags in there. And um, he actually, I don't know if he, I couldn't tell in the book if he pretends to get his arm hurt or if he actually does hurt his arm. Um, 
But she like feels terrible, like, I'm so sorry, I hit your arm, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, yeah, I need ice, and and I, I need ice soon. And she's like, okay, like, get in the car, like, I'll take you to your house, I'll get you ice. And he's like, oh, so you'll cancel your, your date? And she's like, yeah, 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 like, I'll cancel my date. And so he's, like, pretty smug about it, like, okay, she canceled her date. And so they go back to his house, and she's, like, icing his shoulder, And he actually tells her about the announcer job and she is so excited for him, like just so supportive, so encouraging of him that he's just like, oh, like, where's this girl been? Like, like, I want more of her. Like, I like want to talk to her more. And uh, she actually tells him about the club. And so they're they're like talking back and forth. And then um, she's like getting up to leave. And he actually panics like he doesn't want her to leave. Um, and so he asks more and more about the club, asks her other questions about her life, about the clown business, like just everything. She talks to him more about the announcer and she's like, hey, like that's a family network. Like you need to like get your reputation better and I want to be taken more serious. So what if we like fake date? Like it would only be for a little bit enough like for people to take pictures and for my family to take me serious and he's like no 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 like we can't do that we can't do that and she's like no please like let's do this like I know it will work I really like want them to change their outlook on me like how how do I do this um and so they like at that point have gotten closer and then they kiss and then it starts to get very spicy a lot of dirty talk they don't make toast Um, but pretty much, um, and that's when afterwards he agrees, like, okay, like, let's, let's do this fake dating, at least until I have my meeting with the network executive, and, um, after that, then, like, we'll end it from there, and she's like, okay, that's great, like, we can do that. The next day at work, um, Travis actually tells Steven, but he doesn't say that they're fake dating. He just says like, Hey, something happened with her. Like I want to date her and kind of like ask her permission, but not really. Steven's upset, but then he's like, okay, I get it. Like whatever. So he's actually like more chill than like the other books that I've read, like in the books that have this trope, um, usually the brother's like extremely upset or they don't tell the brother at all until the end. And then he tries to like break them up. And the brother is usually very dramatic, but in this book, he's actually not, which is really nice. Like there, there's like some funny parts where he's like, ah, come on guys, like don't do that. But he's actually like pretty accepting of it, which is very nice to read about. And Steven actually tells Travis, like, yeah, like, she actually has been in love with you since she was a kid. Like, she would take my yearbook all the time and look at your picture. Like, she would watch all your games and stats. And Travis is kind of, like, taken aback, like, oh, wait, what? Like, really? And so he knows that in the back of his mind. And Steven's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Um, And then later that night... Um, since they're like fake dating and Travis now knows that the like paparazzi are are taking pictures of him um, just because they it was leaked like the list of the people that are up for like uh, for that are candidates for this position 
Um, so paparazzi are, are slyly taking pictures of him, which he, he knows. But he goes to one of her parties where she's like the clown. And it's a very cute scene, very cute moment. Like he lets her like paint his face. Very fun. Um, and then after the party, they like walk out to her car and he helps her like clean her face. And um, they know that the camera is like taking pictures and stuff. And um, that they clean up and she gets changed and they go to this bar. And so after that, they like kiss out in the parking lot and that gets a picture taken of. And then the next day, the news breaks um, that they're together and dating and stuff like that so um that day as well Bethany tells Georgie that she's going to call a Sunday meeting like a Sunday dinner with the whole family because she's going to tell her family that she's going to branch out doing like flipping houses because Stephen won't let her take charge of one and so she's like it's going to cause a riot I want you to be there like I want you to support me like I'll figure it out but we're, we're going to do this meeting and so she's like okay cool I'll be there I don't really know what day she says that, but then it, it comes to Sunday and Georgie invited um, Travis to Sunday dinner and of course he accepted. Like So they're all there at the table. Bethany starts to talk about what she wants to do and Georgie supports her and is talking about how Bethany has done really great, blah, blah, blah. And her dad actually shuts Georgie down as like, Georgie, like, let the adults talk. Like, it's okay. Like, completely cuts her off. And Travis gets mad, which is kind of like, oh, okay, I like that. So Travis gets mad and he, like, kind of hits his fist on the table. And he's like, sir, I respect you. I respect, like, everything you've done for me. But she's not a child anymore and you need to treat her better like he just kind of like lectures the dad and the dad immediately like apologizes he's like no you're right like you are I think George is 23 he's like you're 23 I want to hear what you're saying like I'm sorry I, I won't do that again and uh Georgie's just kind of looking at Travis like oh he's the greatest in the world so the she's like very turned on I guess you could say um and they kind of like have they just kind of stare at each other like hold each other's gazes and they're like oh okay and that night they make toast and it's a lot and I wouldn't blame you if you skipped it um the next day he sleeps over they go for a run and they actually stop at a baseball field and they have some really deep conversations because he he has a lot of um resentment and doesn't feel like he's taken serious either and he doesn't want to be a novelty anymore like he wants to be taken serious he doesn't want people to look at his failures he doesn't want to be known as two bats anymore like he has a really hard time with self-doubt and so she has like a great conversation with him to help him like figure out that he's not a failure like he's not his dad um that he's better than that uh the next day after that is supposed to be a club meeting and when she shows up, when Georgie shows up, there's so many women. I guess word got around um, that they were doing these meetings and a ton of women showed up. So she like makes it in the house and they're trying to narrow down the women. So I can't remember. Uh, I think one of the questions Bethany said, like, if you're just here for the pizza, grab a pizza and leave. So a lot of women left, and then she said, hey, I actually signed ever, signed us up for a Tough Mudder, and if you're going to stay here, you got to do the Tough Mudder. So a lot more women left. Um, so I think there's about, like, 20 now that have stayed. 
And so it, the group just it grows and, and it becomes really great. And they have a really great meeting and getting to know all the women and everything like that. Um, the next day is the dinner with the network rep. And yes, this book does, I think it takes place over like a couple weeks, like maybe three weeks a month. I don't know. It's very, very fast. Um, so Georgie goes to the dinner um, with... Travis and meets like the network rep and has a really really great time and at the end Travis actually gets the job which is great um and they get into the limo afterwards because Travis rented them a limo which is super great a very lovely gesture and he they like make out and he tells her like hey I like want to be with you like I don't want this to end um, like, I want this to be for real, like, I want this to be a relationship, I want you to be my real girlfriend, and she's like, uh, yeah, of course I will, um, which I kind of liked how that happened as well, because in these tropes, um, usually it ends, and then it takes them a while to be like, oh, yeah, we actually really do want to be together, and sometimes it's not really the guy that says it, that it's kind of like a mutual thing. But this is like, he was like, no, I want to be with you. Like, I like this a lot. And ugh, I don't know. I just really liked it. Uh, when he takes charge, I really like that. So later, I think it was like later that week, um, Travis was to meet a couple people from work at the bar. And he like walks in and his dad is actually there which uh, Travis does own his childhood house. Um, it's gone to shambles, really, but both him and his dad's name is on the title. So when Travis went to get, like, an appraisal of it because he wants to sell it, it notified his dad. And so his dad is actually in town and at the bar. And um, him and his dad really, like, I don't know, they they argue immediately and his dad's like, oh, I heard you're dating, like, the, the Castle girl, because Georgie's last name is Castle, and they kind of, like, bicker a little bit, and um, Travis is very defensive of Georgie, and he doesn't want his dad to, like, talk about her or know anything about her, and so he tells his dad, like, oh, she's just a kid, like, with a kid's crush, like, I would just take advantage of her, like, to get this job, like, she means nothing, and his dad is like, okay, and, and Travis turns around, and Steven is right there, like, he heard everything, and so Travis is like, oh my gosh, like, the next day is the Tough Mudder, and, um, so Bethany, and Rosie, and the other girls and Georgie, they do this Tough Mudder, and it's really, it sounds really difficult. Like, I don't think I would do it. Um, and then Travis is there at the end, and it's super cute, like, at the finish line. And so they, like, are kind of talking, like, Travis and Georgie, and Steven uh, comes up behind them, and he's like, hey, get away from my sister. Like, Georgie, I have something to tell you. And Travis is like, no, please. Like, please let me talk to her first. Like, please don't ruin this. Like, I have something to tell her. And um, so he tries to tell her, but Steven, uh, beats him to it and is like, yeah, he thinks of you as a kid. Like, um, he's taking advantage of you. And that like really hurts to Georgie because she's tried so hard to not be thought of as a child anymore. And for Travis to say that, like, Steven doesn't say that, oh yeah, it was to his dad or Travis doesn't even say that it was to his dad. So she doesn't even know that. And so she just thinks that Travis is like saying that, um, 
like it wasn't real and that he thinks her of her as like a kid again. So she's like really upset. Um, she also finds out that Travis knew that she loved him like since she was young and and so she really like feels taken advantage of. And so they're both like very distraught. And it's been like a, I think a week that has gone by. And one of the nights um, there is like a club meeting and Georgie's like, okay, so she gets ready. Um, and Bethany actually takes her downstairs and um, one of the baseball games is playing like the New York one. And she sees Travis's face on there because he started his new announcer job. And he actually worked with Bethany to say like hey she needs to be down here during this broadcast um and he says like really nice things about Georgie and he actually proposes on air to her and she's like wait I have to go see him I ha- I need him and Steven shows up and he's like hey like let me drive you like let's figure this out and Steven then tells her like yeah he was actually with his dad this is what happened, like the whole story. And she's like, I have to go to Travis. I have to go to him. Um, But traffic is so bad that they're actually like stopped on the highway. And uh, Travis is actually on his way back on like the bus. Um, I think they had like a team bus or something. And they're stopped on the opposite side of the highway. And so he sees her car because she like called him. And he's like, meet me in the middle. So they're in like the median of this highway and they're like oh I'm so sorry and they make up and it's cute and they kiss and yeah that kind of like and that ends the story it's a very cute ending that was more in depth than I have gone in a while with a book Um, but it was just a super cute book and I recommend you read it um, if you do like spicy (laughs) I'm gonna keep bringing that up because it is so like eye-opening like oh my gosh wow like I really wasn't ready for that. But I do know now that uh, the Tessa Bailey books go on a scale. Um, They're either like, oh, yeah, pretty spicy, like a like a three, like three point five or they're like a a four, four and a half to five. Like now I know um, that they vary, but I do really, really enjoy her books. I enjoy the characters. Everything is so witty and funny and entertaining and it's just cute like they're just cute stories that I enjoy that I don't have to think very hard about it Um, because when I do read like fantasy books or more complicated books I guess you could say I really have to like think about like if they're creating a world or if it's a different type of trope or I just have to think too hard with those books but with these ones it's just a very simple story some little twists some little like excitement and I just love it it's a a great read Um, so I definitely like if you have Kindle Unlimited, I believe the first one is on Kindle Unlimited, so you can read it for free on there. Um, and then also in the works, I have um, a book that I just read, or uh, a couple books that I just read that is kind of like the um, the Shadow and Ash, like the Blood and Ash books from Jennifer Armitra. I read a series that the first book is pretty similar to it, but the second book just changes things, and it's really, really good as well. Um, so I think I'll do an episode on that. Um, but I have a lot of exciting things, like, in the works, a lot of great books in the works. Um, I do want to start doing podcasts on the Crave series that I keep talking about, um, and also, like, the Gilded series that I've talked about with, like, the King Midas, everything like that. I do want to do episodes on that. So I have a lot of a lot of great episodes in the works and a lot of great books, so definitely stay tuned definitely follow me on instagram on tiktok i'm slowly getting better at those Uh, i don't post very consistently which i want to do one day i will um and 
yeah, it's it's going to keep getting better. And I'm glad that you guys are here with me. I'm excited uh, for what's to come. I'm excited to just keep growing this podcast, grow this community, and talk about books even more. So I'm grateful for you guys, and I'll talk to you later.